Today is June 25th. The Yankees win a series against the Texas Rangers, a good homestand, and most importantly, we've got one more new talking Yanks fan. Congrats, John Boy. Baby girl, Claire. Talking Yanks with old John My goddaughter. John Boy Jake. Unofficial. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by SeatGeek, code Yanks, your first time using it, $20 off. This is Jake. You may be familiar with me. You may be familiar with BBD behind the plate. You may be familiar with my best good friend, John Boy. He is not here, though, because he just had another baby. So we are joined by the Joe's McFly, the New York Yankees fan that New York Yankees fans like to watch the New York Yankees. Joe's. What's up, Pop? Hey. What's going on? And did you just appoint yourself the Godfather? I don't think you can do it's that. It's unofficial. It's unofficial. It's like when... First place I heard it. Yeah. It's like when they get like the Olympic times and it says unofficial at first, and then they got to go back and check. It's like the unofficial. I applied. We think that's the record. <laughs> so you're in, you're unofficially the Godfather as well. I'm like, yeah, I like, um, I apply. The so New York Yankees. That's, that's there. Okay. How about, how about our Yanks, Joes? Uh, congrats <laughs> to the John boys. Katie, Jimmy, baby Claire, baby James, now big bro. Big, now big bro. Big I wonder bro. if you realize it yet. Has he seen Claire? Yeah, they yeah. they you see Jim, that video, Jim cutest posted, video I've ever seen. Jim posted a pretty cute video, the kids meeting, and I've got a double shout out. I've been hiding this from BBD. My my buddy uh, Kyle, Joe's, you know Kyle, tall Kyle. He has his wife Katie. They had twin boys yesterday, same day. Wow. Two Katies, wow. three babies. Whoa. So me and Jess have been singing that through the Nashville airport. Uh, <laughs> so an emotional weekend uh, with. A couple Yankees wins, so I'm excited to talk about it. Joe's how, off the rip, man. How, how are you holding together? Because it's a weird time in Yankee land, man. I mean, pinstripe strong, um, and we've got a big warehouse ball and play tournament coming up. But I, I guess how are you, how are you coping? I, I, you know, it sounds dramatic coming off a 4-2 and two homestand against two good AL West teams, but... Um, I don't know. It's obviously a different brand of baseball. <laughs> yes. Um, the pitching is awesome. Yeah. Pitching is awesome. We'll start there. And it almost feels like you want to end there. But you have to hit <laughs> to win. And our manager says, we're not playing bad. We're just not scoring runs, which is weird. <laughs> I hear that every time. And I keep uh, listening to that. And it just feels weird. But um how am I coping? I'm trying to decide what this team is still. The fact that we're like this without Judge worries me a lot because yeah. I feel like he's going to try to come back before he's, like, good, right? Because he's the captain and he's trying to, you know, he's seeing the difference with, you know, with him in the lineup, with him out of the lineup, and then I don't want him to come back too soon and then he's a shell of himself or he's not the guy or then that's going to suck. But, um... Nice to see Bader out there. We just want more offense because baseball is more fun when you have offense. 
It is, and a lot of the best teams this year, these Texas Rangers, who we just beat, again, a lot of credit to our pitching, and we're going to be giving a lot of that. The Rays, the Braves, like the best hitting teams in baseball this year kind of have been the best team. So, yeah, I, it's, you know, it, it's a mental exercise. I, you know, in our core, I think you and I, we, we can get, we head into a Yankees playoff series, and we think of every possible which way that they can win it, because um, why not? Why not us? Why not baseball? Why not game two of this series? Sevy in the right. bullpen, shut them out. Uh, why not this final game? That Yeah, man, I, it's just tough. We're going to be floating for a little bit. We just got new judge update um, that was actually worse news uh, that going from, you know, the, the last time I was on here, Jimmy didn't have another baby. Um, the... The judge's toe didn't have an official break, or what? What's the term? It's a torn using? ligament. Torn ligament officially. That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that you're saying, "Well, you know, we don't know yet," and then you go torn ligament. Yeah. Um, Technically, like a sprain is a is a partially torn ligament, but I think the the announcement was like, "No, no, it's a fully gone." Thing in in the toe there. So, so whatever your optimistic timelines, I gave a twenty percent before the All Star break. It feels like that twenty percent is now down to zero. Yeah. Um, and Joe's, I, I think, kind of what you were saying there. You know, you mentioned Judge rushing back if if he wants to, because you know he is that guy and he is that guy. But also, I think Judge is going to keep track of like this team because if there's not a reason to rush back then you don't rush back because it's a 10-year deal um so these yankees need to find ways to win they did that this week so credit to them um and then the other thing that we haven't even been able to dream on and i've got some stats on this a little bit later but uh down on the farm carlos rodon uh had another rehab start today. He stat line was really good. It said he looked really good. I think it was 48 pitches. So we're still building up, but supposedly next start is supposed to be 60. And then knock on wood, there's a rumor July 5th, he would be in the Bronx uh, facing the Orioles. So, you know, we, we haven't even really daydreamed about him yet. He was the big change to a 99 win Yankee team. So, Win enough ball games. I, I'm sure you're familiar with Jimmy's algorithm now, Joe's. Win enough ball games that your formula as a team can change with Rodon and and maybe, you know, some guys in the lineup get hot or a DJ or a Stanton shows signs of life that we, when we have a better judge timeline and maybe the trade deadline approaches that we can start to dream bigger, but you just got to win some games. And they did that. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's about winning the games. When I, I'm at goal one and zero point right now in the season. Win one game at a time. Uh, the thing with Judge that you spoke about, you alluded to, and we talked about him coming back a little earlier. When he said, "As when I start running, I can figure out hitting," it kind of felt like he's willing to come back even if he's still hurt. Which I that's why I was saying I don't like that. Right. Um, the Rodon thing is probably the nice ray, uh, the sun, the, but pitching hasn't been the problem. Yeah. You know, it's been hitting. Uh, I think somebody said, can he hit? Um, <laughs> which is an interesting, you know, everybody always says yeah. that. Can he hit? Uh, and then the other thing is Twitter was in a little bit of a frenzy pregame today because yeah. it went from 
people thinking Donaldson DFA at 12 o'clock and at 12.05, it was he's playing more games than ever. (laughs) So I didn't know what was going on. It was just a little bit of a roller coaster. And then I didn't see him on the bench either. So I don't know where he was, but um, that's interesting. Interesting news from the Donaldson front as well. I think we're going to be getting some amount of quotes from him soon. Allegedly, they were saying he was going to talk post game and we're about there. So I'll, I'll keep my eye on the streets. Yeah, we'll uh we'll get those updates as we go. I I almost I don't even really want to fully dip my toe into that cuz we we do have a a fun series to cover. Yes. A lot of good a lot of good guys to highlight. Hey, th- I said this was going to be my kind of fun fact I was going to save for later cuz the pitching has been so good, right? Like in our heads it's so good and you know, Sevy's going to get talked about a lot. Clark is going to get talked about a lot. Currently right now in the Yankees rotation, the starting rotation, one starting pitcher has an ERA plus higher than 100. So it's kind of a funny, like, the pitching's been really good. The bullpen has been nails and lights out all year and Matt Blake masterclass, and we're used to that. The starting pitching outside of Cole, um, we've gotten effort seemingly when we need it, and Clark has put that bad first month in his rear, rear view, and, you know, guys like Brito have stepped up here and Vasquez in a spot start. But yeah, that uh, that Rodon guy. I know we need hitting. Uh, we we do need some more pitching too. So, um, yeah. that's all exciting. The other thing that's exciting, Joe's, is the farmer's dog. You know my guy Noodle. Um, <laughs> we uh, we had to drop Noodle off at a friend's house as I went to another wedding. Wedding season is back, baby. Um, Nashville, Nash Vegas. Uh, had a good time. Uh, congrats to Alex and Joe. Uh, so, you know, wedding, three babies, two Katie's. It was a lot. Uh, but the farmer's dog for my guy Noodle, that's what gets him going. He gets that crazy dog look in his eye like, I'm. you spill a little bit of this on you, like, I might, I might eat you, Jake. And I'm like, whoa, easy, Noodle. Like, <laughs> chill out, bro. Um, the farmer's dog, Trevor Plouffe's mom, has now gone it for her dog. Loves it. Um Taking care of your dog and their health lets you spend more time with them, and that's what you want, more quality years with your pup. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health. And right now, get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. There's a link in the description. If you've got a pup, give it a shot. This is a really good deal for it, and uh, they specialize it for your pupper. So that that's pretty nice, and uh, I I got an inkling they're gonna like it. So go check out the farmer's dog. Um, I want a dog again. Get a dog, Joe's. What are you doing? It's a lot of maintenance. It's like it's like a Noah and a Sophia and a dog. It's like a lot. They'll take care of the dog. I'm sure of it. Sophia's all over. It's probably gonna end up being the other way around. The dog will be taking care of that. <laughs> That's kind of worries me. You know, your kids teach you lessons in life. So, I locked my second ever dog yesterday. I saw an Insta story with a dog, babe. That's nice. Um, Joe's, you wrote the burns for this game. You got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did burns one time on here, and I don't know your language that you speak. <laughs> he sent me notes one time. Jake was out. I don't know if anybody remembers that Talking Yanks episode. <laughs> it's an iconic it's a, gap. I read that. 
and they didn't want to show me the lines before so i had to read them for the yeah. first time on the pod yeah that was and, tough uh, i must have had i i almost had a, like an aneurysm reading it you but were... it's cool jake i want to see how your brain works let's do it let's do it show notes Whew. The Yankees would welcome the first place Texas Rangers and would hope to not be done in by Dunning while Clark would welcome them to the big shitty bottom two. Big Willie McKinney taps one RBI ground out. It's one nothing Yanks, but your guy Leody Tavares RBI single kind of Yankees defense. What are we doing? Drops in between IKF and Volpe, your former shortstop and your current shortstop. It's one-to-one. It stay that way into the eighth. Garver carves up the Yanks' RBI single. It's two-to-one. But, hey, some nice pinch hit managerial. Here's Oswaldo. Here's Higgy. RBI sack fly, which is underrated. It's 2 to two Bunos Cantos oh Adolis Garcia goes big fly off the king without his crown Yankees do not have the fortitude as they lose four to two that sucked (laughs) what stood out to me was second and I think it was second and third nobody out and nothing yes brown balls that's that's it just ants being killed it was bad i didn't really like that ball dropping in center field didn't like that um i don't like killing ikf because i feel like he's done this year i don't like killing ikf this year because i feel like he's done so much for the team in so many different areas and he's he's been like a teammate personified man like he, he really has Hey, you want me to pitch? You want me to manage? I'll do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll pitch and coach. I'll do whatever you want, right? right. I'll, I'll bend during the stand, like whatever you want. And uh, so <laughs> the fact that he's out there, you talk about it all the time, Jake. We've got so many infielders playing every position. It's insane. So, but that should be caught by, like, Bader catches that. Yeah. Uh, and it, so uh, Clark should get some flowers. He's been pretty. You can really butter knife his stats that he has now been good, not like n- not like funky. You got to really get tricky around the numbers. And, you know, he's been – Clark has been really good now uh, for like six starts. I think there's one kind of stinker in there. But even with that um, – A couple like real teams in there too. And for a little bit we, we butter knifed and it's like, well, against the A's. Right. And- no, these these are the Texas Rangers. They've without the Rays this year, the Texas Rangers would have been the premier team in baseball. Clark 219 ERA in his last seven. Um couple funky ones in this one. Uh IKF calling himself out. Um that one was pretty pretty wild. I think he was out, but he was called safe, but he <laughs> took the onus into his own hands there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he felt he came off the bag. He's like, I'm just going to save everybody time. That was came off the bag, you know, but they didn't call him out. You know, the umpire just didn't see the play. He said safe, but still. Um, 
We had DJ smoke a double in this one, which again, well, he'll be a topic at some point this episode. Uh, okay. One before that. Okay. Before that double, he got pissed. You don't really see mm. DJ too much. He got mad and slammed his helmet. He's been looking good since then. We've been seeing a lot of kind of pissed off Yankees, which, you know, it, obviously as fans, we like to read too much into that sometimes. Giancarlo for a while was punching his bat after every swing. Um, a couple things, like you said, um, you know, second and third, no outs. I think they get one, one run there, and that's kind of like, uh, hey, when we get those opportunities, you really, you'd really like to get two at least. Um, and then the thing I don't like, Joe's, which um, I, I think it may come up the next time with Boone, although, you know, me and him are still working through things. Uh, big week for nice. us. Um, that ball that drops in center field, um, we have, you know, arguably the best defensive center fielder in baseball. He was just missed a chunk of time, um, and he's sitting – and the part that I don't like is he comes in and he pinch hits, which yeah, that is for me, and we've done this for years now. If you have a guy who might be injury prone, which Harrison Bader, there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument there, and you want to keep him healthy, yep. it's a lot easier to keep him healthy if you let him do his pregame routine and stretch and get loose and instead of pinch hitting in the eighth inning that when that ball falls in front of IKF and Volpe, and, hey, Volpe, it wasn't the best effort on his end. IKF, right. not the best effort on his end. But that's a center fielder's ball, and we have one of the best on our bench that you now bring him in later that it's like, hey, if he's in play, he's in play, man. Because um, with what this Yankees team is fighting with in a game that we end up losing in extras, these plays are now the difference for this team. It's like, yo, like, if you're going to give a guy a day off like that, that's a starter. Give him the day off then. If you're going to bring him in later, you might as well just, why don't you just start him? He's going to, and he ends up playing center field anyway. So right. it's kind of like, what are we doing here? It's um weird, weird situation. A lot of stuff that I don't understand because, you know, I don't manage a team or anything. I'm just... Yankee fan from the Bronx. Well, when, Maybe you, Jake. when you do, Joe's. When you do, Jake. <laughs> uh, I will say. I will say this. Um, Boone in in that what was it? The eighth inning. Yeah, the eighth inning. There, uh, he sends up Oswaldo as the pinch hitter, and Oswaldo ain't been hitting this year, like at at all. If anything, kind of from the right side. Um, and Bochi goes to his bullpen, presses the button, brings in the lefty. They pinch hit Higgy, which I didn't know if they'd do. Higgy's been really good versus lefties this year. They get the fly ball, and, like, I think Boone, they were playing a little managerial chess there, and Boone did press what I thought would be the right buttons, the buttons I would have pressed. Not that I'll be a manager, but. Well, you never know. Right. I'm, I'm a front office guy. You know that. That's true. Yeah. Um. I just, what I wondered was from that game, um, why would you pinch hit McKinney? I don't, I don't like pinch hitting McKinney, period, because he's kind of, him and Bowers are kind of like, don't touch him right now. Right. Um, and to bring in Donaldson, you know, a guy that's been normally a starter his whole career, 
I don't, I don't like that. You know, go ahead and go with McKinney. McKinney can McKinney has knocked some balls out this year of the field. So it's um, I don't like that Donaldson move there. Um, so but he's gonna play a lot. <laughs> Not this series though. Not this series, but he's gonna play a lot. Yeah, I mean that was a classic. They're they're looking for the spark. I mean, I think I think we saw this with Gallo. I think we saw this with Hicks. That when there's a Yankee that's in a in a bad place, the Yankees. They believe in, like, finding a spark, and I think they hoped that was one of those moments, and instead it's turned into making the conversation louder and he doesn't play the rest of the weekend. Um, that, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the first pitch that King comes and throws in the 10th inning, uh, Adolis puts a charge into 4-2. to two. Um, That's, that's kind of it. Adolis is a good hitter. He's a stud, man. He's look look at his past couple years numbers. And I remember when we did our over under episode for talking baseball this year, his over under RBI total on the season was like one one oh eight or something. And you're like, damn, there's not a I, I realize RBIs are a little bit of a team stat, but there's not a lot of dudes you can pencil in uh for that kind of number. And he he is one of those guys. So um Yankees lose the first game, offense not full tilt, which leads us into a kind of a scary game, too. Sevy's been on the rocks a little, although the fastball looked a little better last start against John Gray, who's been really good. Let's find out about it, peeps. Sevy. A gray cloud looming over Yankee Stadium as John gets the pill for Texas. Have you ever seen a Sevy with the butterfly door? Stunting is a habit. Luis hopes to return to form for the Yanks. And spoiler, he did six-inning shutout by the Dominican daddy. But would the Yankees score? Billy the Kid shoots one out to right. Solo homer. It's one nothing Yankees. And it'd stay that way into the ninth. Ducks on the pond, but Disco Ron dances out of it. Sevy to Canely to Wandy to Clay to Ron. Yankees win. one nothing final. Pinch hit me, why don't you? <laughs> don't mess with Billy the Kid. Yeah. Leave him alone. Severino... People were laughing at me in the video where you recorded of me where I said, who's going to be the second best pitcher down the stretch? And I said, Cole. He said, huh? And I said, because Seve's going to pick it up. Right. Now, this series, we don't want, I don't want Cole like this. Uh, but you know, we'll talk about that, you know, next game. But Seve was good. Confidence in his fastball. He had a lot of confidence the entire game. Um, and I just love it. Gave a six strong, scoreless look really good, and I just love it. Love his start there. Yeah, and it's... He will be discussed more later, I think. And by the way, assist to uh, Jake the Rake Bowers throwing out that runner in the first inning. I'm I'm a very big advocate of um, uh, game stories, whether it's football or baseball or, or really any sport. I guess basketball, not as much because it's a longer game and there's so many ebbs and flows, but... You know, if a football team goes out on that first drive of the game and, you know, it's fourth and goal on the one-yard line, 
and they oh. hammer it in and finish off the 13-play drive with a touchdown, it's like, damn, they set the tone. Guess what? They get stuffed on that fourth and one, and it's like, do we just blow our one of our best opportunities to score, and you look up in the, in the fourth quarter and you, you only have a field goal on the board? I think that Bowers throw, massive, and it sets and changes the tone for the whole game. Sevy can kind of exhale and be like, you know, in a way I got away with one. Although, I mean, the runner was toast. Uh, Lowe was out by a mile. But um, Sevy gives a big boy performance, needed that. And uh, it's always the other funny thing with baseball is whether you're talking hitters and slumps or or pitchers like Sevy, um, you know, when guys go into slumps, we say, ah, I don't, you know, it could be mechanical. Uh, it could, you know, maybe he's hiding an injury. Maybe the Yankees, uh, the Yankees were saying like, you know, a lot of pitchers in spring training, normally that kind of third week, uh, their arm just has kind of natural fatigue. And they were saying that was what was going on with Seve, but you don't know until you get out of it. And this, uh, this was the step out of it. Massive start. Pick it up. Let's go. I love it. Uses as momentum. This was a very good team. Very good hitting team. I think that this was a great series, once again, to highlight the pitching because this was a really good offense in the Texas yeah. Rangers that came into the stadium. Um, and we've seen, I mean, their catcher is, Heim is nasty. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of showcase that. It just kind of sucks where it's like, you know, the, the offense gives you one run. And they're like, hey, figure it out, Pop. All right, that's it. That's all you're getting for today. And the they stood up. You know, Canely looked good. Uh, you know how I feel about Canely. And then yeah. Wandy went through a couple of, like, struggles a little bit. But uh, I don't know what's going on with Wandy. It's like a it's like a weird situation. I, I want to see a game where him and Holmes are both dominating. It's like one comes to pick up the other. They're like best friends almost. So it's... You have Wandy and Clay as best friends? Best friends, yes. Sometimes they, one has the other one in a backpack. Sometimes they turn around and the other one carries the other one. You have them as meme best friends. Well, whatever way you want to look at it. Texas Rangers, first in batting average, first in runs. They're, uh, they are a legit offense, which, again, we, I, we'll be highlighting as we go with the pitching. Um Joe's, you mentioned go 1-0 and every day, which, yeah. you know, there's parts of that that seem obvious. There's parts of that that aren't. Um, that goes back to our friend Booney, who goes back to Clay Holmes. He threw 20-something pitches Friday night. He goes to Clay. He throws nine pitches, gets out of Wandy's jam in the eighth, and then doesn't come back out, which felt like a, are we trying to go 1-0 and today? Because... Uh, in a way, it's not, right? Uh, right? But at the same time, these are the things that Booney does have to think about that as fans, you know, sitting at home, or myself, Joe's, you would have loved the scene. Um, I was being that guy at the wedding. I was hiding in the bathroom watching the game on my phone. Um, and I didn't, like, know a lot of people at this wedding, so I was just, everyone walked in and they were looking at, because I didn't want to sit in a stall with the audio on, so I was just standing, like, by the sinks, and everyone would walk by and be like, oh. I'd be like, yeah, dude, ninth in and runners on. And they're like, I don't. What okay. are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. You were dancing out here. Go out there. Like, enjoy it. Um, that, yeah, it, was, it didn't feel like a go 1-0 and move. And then you got Ron Marinaccio out there in a one nothing game. 
first two batters get on. Um, and, man, it's a little bit – it's kind of why I've started calling him Disco Ron, man. He's got these, like, Neil Walker moments that I, every time I've gotten, like, scared and I'm like – this kid's gonna break my heart. It feels like he digs. He digs a little deep, and he does find it. And he, I mean, what? How much would our emotion be changed right now if Ron gives up a bloop double after that? Big time. I mean, I'd be mad at the offense, number one. Sure. But it it'll be like, geez, not again. It just feels like we're. It's, sometimes it feels like finding new ways to lose. But at that point, I. F- you know, he 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 put on his big boy pants because he he was behind in the count too, third batter. I was a little worried for uh, for Ronnie there, but he figured it out. <laughs> Just hope we can score more runs. I don't know the well, Sevy had ninety five pitches. If Yankees would have been up like four zip, you still don't bring him out, right? Seven for the seventh. No, you don't. I you don't. I mean, I I think his last outing before that he was at eighty one. Um, you give him the confidence. He threw 104 against the Mets, but I also you were looking for a Sevy like win, not not right. literally box score, but to to shut that offense down. Um, let me see. Are there any other like defensive highlights or something we're missing from this one? Um, um, I, I, don't, I don't think so. ICAF was at third. That ties into the Donaldson situation that he currently not playing, but will play a lot. That old, that right. old thing. Um, oh, you know what's one that I don't think it's an award or something. And I'd, I'd love to get another opinion because I texted it in the Talking Yanks chat and I don't think anyone replied, which, you know, standard. Uh, Volpe, two outs. Uh, he steals. Bader puts it in play. Simeon makes a nice play on it. Bader fast. Bader beats it out to first. Volpe slid into third uh, and then pops up and debates going home, but because he slid into third, he doesn't go home. I don't know. I, um, I, I, need, I need to hear more baseball opinions on this because I can't tell if I'm being too tough on the kid at this point, but with two outs, when that ball gets put into play, I, th- I think you got to know you're not sliding into third. Like... I don't know. You should be looking for the base coach or finding the ball. I don't know. Do you remember the count? Um, I could find it. Because I don't know if if he was just straight stealing. But at that point, you should maybe like look in a little bit. But like, uh, so it was I, it was one zero. Mm. Um, and yeah, Bader chops it to the right side. Um, <gasps> and yeah, Simeon makes the play, but. His transfer was kind of a second too slow for Bader. That right. yeah, I I don't know. I guess it's if I'm Anthony Volpe, which I'm not yet, him or Boone. When I'm on the bases, and I'm an elite base runner, like that's the stuff that f- would fuel me, right? Like two outs, and I'm I'm getting a head start, and there's a ball in play. Like I'd almost be running kamikaze style, which hey, maybe that gets you in different trouble but I, I don't know that one I'd love to see an angle of like where was he when contact happened like right like a, and right, like right. too late the situation other, the other thing I don't know about playing fault. at Yankee Stadium like does he even hear the contact like he definitely does right like in the stands we hear the contact so what I'm thinking about is you want to make sure you don't get thrown out at third 
so maybe he was just being extra safe there. Um, it's still a part of the order where it's like you don't want to risk it and get thrown out at home kind of thing. Trying to push a run. I guess... I guess the slide is what's throwing me off because, okay, say it's... Because think, think about this. So Simeon fields it, and it's deep in the hole, and it's a chopper and Bader's running. If Simeon just eats it and Volpe doesn't look and runs home, Simeon could peg him out at the plate pretty easily. Right. But if you're Volpe, I, I still think the slide would be out. I think you'd round third you and kind of see what's going on. I, I don't I know. I would assume he, he could have... Pivoted to an aggressive turning around third and, and see right. what happens. But I'd have to see a better angle. Maybe that's... He likes to straight steal third sometimes. So maybe he was thinking straight stealing and making it there and just trying to make something happen. I don't know. I like Volpe when he gets on base because then we're talking about stuff happening. <laughs> so the fact that he's on is great um, because now we're able to talk about stuff like this and... It's good. And he's, you know, he's making pitchers think about stuff. Like, they, they get nervous when he's on. His job should be, I'm getting on first base. So, I I don't know. I'm not going to kill him too much for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I I'm curious to get more baseball opinions on it. Because either way, it's not a it's not a kill, but it's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting myself in the young shortstop who's been struggling a little bit but can run super well, two outs. Like, I'd. Like that, that's where my brain would be hyper focused. That I don't know. It could also, I'll, I'll ask Trey. Maybe, tra- maybe he made him. it there so fast, Bader didn't even like swing at it yet. Like the maybe it wasn't to the point where he can look in. He was in a slide mode already. You think it's a too fast? He's so situation. fast. He's so fast. So I'm thinking you don't want to get thrown out at first if the catcher gets it and he's trying to gun him out at third because you don't make the third out at third. Then we're talking about that. I just got a little dizzy. Um, Me too. Curious to uh, talk to Trev about yeah. it tomorrow and talking baseball. And maybe maybe we've just got some MLB The Show brain going. Yeah, that's true. Always. Um, <laughs> game three, Joes? Game three. Change the whole momentum, the whole mood. A musical rubber match, Nat King Cole versus Nate Dog Evaldi as a couple American League aces try to make it regulate in the Bronx. Garrett was battling in the first two innings. Seeger single, Heim slime, and a Tavares tear. It's 3-0 Rangers, but bottom two, the DJs got me falling in love again. Opposite field, inside out, two RBI double. It's three, two, Rangers. Cole was searching only 4.2 innings, but held them at three, bottom eight, watermelon sugar high. Harry Styles won. Bader into the gap. Two runs will score. Big G with the insurance RBI. Cole to Cordero to Ramirez to Marinazio to King. The Yankees win 5-3 and take the series two games to one in the Bronx. Bader is such a difference maker. I just in one defense, outfield defense, we talked about that a little earlier. With his bat, his attitude, I just, I love Bader with this team, man. He's just a He's more than what I thought 
that he was when we traded him or traded for him. I didn't think that he would be this much of a difference maker. Yes. Yes, because it was tough when when we looked at the stat page. Because, you know, I've seen some highlights and, you know, didn't watch Cardinals games in and out, although... Right. Harrison Bader shirt that I'm wearing right now at the store and basically has been our best seller and the Yankees are wearing. Like if you're if you're looking for a Yankees John Boy Media shirt, this this could be the one. Um that his stats gave the vibes of league average hitter. Um and it feels like he's a step above that. And I wonder I wonder if he's matured as a hitter. Because, you know, some some of his stats are as a, you know, 23-year-old, 24, 25-year-old trying to make it in the big leagues that you're learning stuff as a young player, young hitter. Um, you know, his 2020 and 2021s, he, he was a 114 OPS plus that um, it feels like he's a little streaky, but it feels like he gives good at bats while also playing some of the best center field defense that we've seen in our lifetimes. That he is he is the number two two way player on this Yankees team. Jimmy just texted us that in the Talking Yanks chat. Uh yeah. a month ago it felt like Rizzo and him would be kind of neck and neck for that conversation until he kinda shows that he's still, you know, the Don. Uh it, it's Bader and yeah, man, I when he's up in a big moment, you know, Joe's, let's, this is a Yankees fan podcast. Yeah. There's some New York stuff in there. It seems like the pinstripes ain't too heavy for our guy. I don't know. They're light. <laughs> light. He loves it. He loves it. He just has, I mean, just everything from what he does in the outfield, his energy, like I said earlier. I, I love Bader, man. And this is the second time because, you know, he got injured before, came back, and then the Yankees go on a little bit of a run. You know, this is, again, he came back again, and then now we're going on a little bit of a run, uh, two, six, uh, two straight series wins, which is great. And um, just having him out there is just a, a, good, a, a big difference maker, man. I, I love that dude, bro. Um, Let's – I want to do a quick – I just clicked over to the standings to see where our Yankees were at. Uh, mm. Cole is battling all episode. All episode. Okay. Um, Maybe. Uh, Flaherty, which, Joe's, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Uh, <laughs> me and Jimmy have flip-flopped a little bit that we were tough on Flaherty. He used to be like, uh, if there was a Flaherty broadcast, like you were a little bit worried about falling asleep like he kind of right. talks kind of monotone and some of the stuff you're like all right matchups they'd give him it's like a little yes he was getting kind of the tough series and you yes. know flash almost felt like ironic for a little bit he's kind <laughs> of delightful like he uh he talks real uh and he busts out some the Goose Gossage story today was hilarious uh, about getting bullied by Goose Gossage. <laughs> but I also wanted to give him some baseball insight love that, dude, inning, like batter number two, Flash was like, oh, Cole doesn't have his stuff today. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. we've seen six pitches. But that was some, like, veteran catcher stuff, and Cole really did not. 
Right, um, he, he was he was searching all game that for if you looked at this box score and you're a Yankee fan that didn't watch this game, you're like, okay, Cole, you get one of these a year. Like this box score for Cole is an absolute win. I love when he talks about his perspective as a catcher and how he's handling the pitching staff. He talked about a lot of the information that he looked at like uh Heim's arm and seen like so much, like, I, I don't know. It looked like hieroglyphics to me, <laughs> but it was so much going on there. He's like, sometimes it's too much information. You need to look at the pitcher in front of you and see what they got for that day and make it work. I like that too. And he talked about Randy Johnson again. And that was uh that's interesting. <laughs> Cause he always talks about his time with Randy Johnson and, he just talks about how sometimes it can be overwhelming to give a catcher too much information. Um, but it yeah. takes away that feel of the game. And I like hearing him talk about that kind of stuff. It just, it's, um, I think Flash has been growing on me as well. So, you know, yeah, he, he's got, he's got some good stories in there. I think you gotta, I think we need to give him a second chance. Oh, he's, he's already in. It was big time second chance. Yeah, he's he's already been in. I, I think I think we've seen a, a little change in Flash over the past couple of years. Anyways, um, DJ with a, a signature DJ double. That makes Yankee fans turn their head. An intentional walk before Stanton. Like, those are some words that you, you don't think you're going to hear coming into a baseball season, but also, like, made sense. What do you got there, Joes? It's my Yankee helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. It's good. You look good in it. That's uh, what happens when you walk drunk, when you walk people in front of Giancarlo. You wake them up. Yeah, man. I uh, I very much hope. Well, the last time I did this, I was right. Um, I think there is a chance that we look up in two weeks and we talk about thank God Giancarlo's back because I think. You got. I believe in some stuff, man. And Giancarlo Stanton seeing an intentional walk before that, him—that's a little disrespectful. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, MVP. <laughs> like you don't do that. Like he was. I felt like at that time he was like, "No, okay, now this stops now. <laughs> yeah, this, is got, be, like, this is all right. Like, we're not doing this anymore." He looked at Bochi. He said, "He said, okay, <laughs> it stops now. Okay." Stop it. Especially like day day before he got a couple like like signs of life. He had the one like it's more of an accidental single than anything else, but he saw one get through and then he hit one on the screws later in the game. So like you're showing signs of life and the and then they do that to him. Every year Giancarlo goes through this thing where he looks like it's like, man, is he still playing baseball? And then right. he's struggling. And then when he gets going, it's like Okay, this is just what he does. And he just goes on this monster tear. So I think monster tear might be coming pretty soon. I would, I would love that, man. Because uh, I, you know, he, he had all of us in a pretty weird headspace. And he can get us all out of it pretty quickly. He is Giancarlo Stanton. But we need, we need to see it quick. Because right now his, like, hitting comparisons on the team stat-wise are IKF. Um there was another guy that I was like, how does Stanton have the same stats? Um, oh, Volpe. Yeah. I, I think OPS plus, like, Volpe, IKF, and Stanton are all on the same boat, which those three shouldn't be lumped together. Ever? Ever. Those guys should be in three different tiers. 
Um, bullpen outstanding again. I don't I don't know if there's anything we want to highlight there. Um, I don't know, man. That that was an, a nice little eighth inning rally, dude. Just knowing I, I, we don't even have to hit in the bottom of the ninth anymore. Like, we're yes. going from down to a save opportunity. Eighth inning rallies, heavily underrated. Heavily underrated. Maybe next game, seven inning rallies. <laughs> Might move up. You want to slide it up. Let's slide it up a little bit more. Sure. But, yeah, I mean... Any time where it feels, you know, 27 outs, I've always said that, even though this year it's felt like, I don't know if you're going to come back this year, but the, when you get a good comeback under your belt, especially to end the series, you know, I feel like the teams go in two different ways, you know, mood-wise. Yeah. Um, and I love that. The fact you come back, all of those guys in the Yankee clubhouse are smiling, they're laughing, they're listening to music. They're enjoying themselves. They're probably going for a nice dinner. And that's great, you know, versus the the opposite. And you got to get ready. Like, oh, man, we lost another series. I thought we were going to get going here. But homestand is good now. Long flight to Oakland. We might get yes. some good. We'll get some good, like, social media stories. Like, you know, Kyle's coffee. Where's Kyle? <laughs> Where's Kyle? Let's, uh, let's get going to the second half of the show. We'll see what, what we got to clean up and highlight, Joe's. And it's brought to us by NASCAR Chicago Street Race Weekend. Mm. Ne- a week? A week from today? Next Can't wait. Weekend. And me and Joe's are going. Uh, we will be there. I'm excited. Have you been to Chicago, Joe's? No. Okay. Uh, one, Chicago, oh. incredible city. If the weather wasn't awful for nine months a year, it would be like America's number one city. I'm excited we're going in the summertime. It's NASCAR's first race through the streets of Chicago. Uh, it's like in the city. Uh, we are going, uh, <laughs> It's going to be an experience. I can't wait. We might even we might be sneaking in a Cubbies game before. We'll see. If you're not going, well, A, get there. If you're in the area, come say hi to us. If you're not, tune in July 2nd, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. Kind of a, a once in a 75 years of racing, and they've never done this. So we're jazzed up. Uh, Kenobio's going. Uh, the Talking Giants guys are going. Weird Kevin from Socials. He'll be there. I don't Is know. It, he'll be electric. It's it's going to be. Am I in a car? Joe's is hellbent to get in a vehicle. I want to get in a vehicle. And like they're kind of hooking it up. So that might happen. So that would uh, be cool. Go, uh, go check it out. Go check it out. July 2nd, 530 Eastern time. I have an important update. Okay. Trevor Plouffe says, shut up, Jake. Okay. Wow. Okay. I didn't prompt him about the question, so it could be it could related. Be, it, it could it be could anything. not be. We'll, we'll get to that. Trevor Plouffe did say that Jake is his favorite person to talk mm. to about baseball. I heard Right him say after that. he did a show with Chris Rose. So I don't know if Chris Rose knows about that, but somebody That's... should tell him. That's interesting. The first thing we do. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And Joe somehow 
the guest of honor today, because of our early season Sunday situation, you get to give out the first pride of the Yankees. Jake, BBD. Earlier this year, I mean, this year, actually, when I've gone to Yankee games, I've actually seen nothing but losses. I've seen nothing but actually for some reason, somehow, some way, every game that I went to was actually this person starts. Yeah. We went all the way down to Baltimore and we seen him lose. We met his dad. He invited us over to his house. Yeah. And we seen him lose. His dad was pointing at the field, wondering what was going on. I don't know what was happening there. We need to give some roses and show some love to Clark Schmidt. I just want, and he's my pride. I just want the Yankees to give him the same roses as well. They're 0-6 in his last, like, six starts. What's that about? (laughs) What, 1.97 ERA in his last six? He's doing everything he can. After he comes out the game, I love to see him smile. Mm. I want to see him win. Give him that, and I love that. He's my pride. Interesting, Joe. Obviously... Deserving uh, for what he's been doing for the Yankees recently. It's, you know, tough the the one game they lost in this series. But again, they could have, I think we're a Harrison Bader center field catch away from from winning, maybe sweeping this series. Yes. He's been so good. And uh, yeah, we, it's where... It's where baseball is a beautiful sport, right? Like if if Clark Schmidt came out in the first month and had this stretch of starts, we'd say, Clark Schmidt, he's going to be in the Yankees rotation the next five years. Is he a two-starter? Instead, Clark Schmidt came out and we were like, man, we got to send this guy down. Like we need guys healthy. Like Clark, this guy's a reliever for sure. Can't get lefties out. It's very interesting how he's been changing up his pitch mix uh, start to start and the confidence, which uh, the Yankees kind of in, I don't want to say in a weird way, but whenever there was like, who's the most confident Yankee, people would, a lot of people would say Clark Schmidt, and you're like, Clark? Uh, But yeah, I think that comes a little bit from his pops, who we did meet, and he did invite us to stay at his house, which like within five minutes, which I don't know, we might have to take him up on that. We'll get some social content there. Yeah. Clark's been really good, and and a good point at the end, Joe's like, the Yanks need to start picking him up a little bit. Like, come on. Yes. yes. Please. Please do that. He deserves that. And we sometimes I forget, like, we forget how old Clark is. I, I, don't, I mean, he's 27. He's not necessarily like, oh, he's like this young boy, a baby. Mm-hmm. But in his baseball career, he's still kind of young. He's still kind of trying to figure it out. So this is his second... I mean, he was out there in 2020 and 2021, but for a little bit of innings. But this is his, technically for me his second big league year for me. So mm. the fact that he's out there, he's now improving. He looks, he looks good, man. He really does. And I, I think to also drive home the point, like we Yankee fans can be tough, man, because we have we have high expectations and. We right. also don't back down from that. Like, that's why we're the Yankees. Uh, if we don't have those expectations, you're not the Yankees. It's kind of weird. It felt like we gave Clark Schmidt a shot. And in April, it kind of was like, well, all right, like, what's next? Clark Schmidt coming into this year, he had three starts in 22. 
which is crazy. He had a ton of bullpen action, and he was pretty good. Finished the year with a 3-1-2 ERA. Mm-hmm. And this year, after one month of baseball, like six starts, we were kind of done. And dude, you need time. You need experience. And I, I hope that's what it is. I hope the light bulb's fully gone off. It could be a hot streak. There's probably going to be cold streaks because that's how it works for every player. But we didn't – nobody would have bet on this end of April that we would get this from Clark, and we've gotten that and more. So uh, good pride, Joes. Good pride. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of options. I'm going to go Bader. I, I threw the shirt mm-hmm. on before the episode. Without his hit today and in the eighth inning, what are we saying? We're probably talking about Volpe not getting the run in from third. Uh with less than two outs, got a fastball down the middle. We're probably sad. We're probably emphasizing how this Yankees offense has been one of the worst in baseball for the past month or so, or since that big fella has left the lineup. Instead, we're talking about a strong homestand. We're talking about winning two series. We're, we're talking about the Yankees finding a way and hope, and a lot of that is from one swing from Harrison Bader, and it's a pretty swing. Man, it's uh, when he connects into that left center field gap, uh, A, you get excited because you're like, hey, are we going to get a chance at three here? Like, if there's a bobble in the outfield, my guy's going to get to third, which that's always oh. exciting. Uh, flips the scoreboard from down 3-2 to up 4-3. And uh, offensively, he had the highest batting average of any Yankee this series. He has the most RBI. Uh, that he's, he's deserving in a couple different ways. Yes, I agree. We talked about it. He's a difference maker. He really is a difference maker. I didn't, we didn't anticipate it being like this, uh, but he's big time. You got to give, you know, if we're going to give Cashman, if we're going to give Cashman shit for people that he brings in that doesn't, that don't produce, then you got to give him credit for the people that do. And I thought Bader, and he was patient with Bader. He got him injured, gave up Monty, and he looks good. He really does look good. And yeah, you 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 know our guy John Boy. He's not into the folklore stories sometimes, but uh, you know the folklore story that came out this year was you know the Yankees, the front office asked Matt Carpenter, you know, hey, what what's the deal with Harrison Bader? And he said, you know that that dude's amazing, but you know you'll never get him. And the Yankees <laughs> had had their opportunity and got him. So who knows how true that is? Yeah, uh, at all, but. After watching Bader and what he can do in center field, and dude, he is the perfect. I don't think the Yankees are ever going to have a lineup like they did when Brocious was nine hole with a, you know, when he was killing it. Like baseball's changed with salary cap and some of the rules and stuff, but Bader is the perfect six through nine hitter, depending how good your lineup is, that he. If he needs to put a ball in play, he puts an emphasis on that. If you leave one, he can turn on. He can turn on it. He can beat you with speed. Like he, he can. He goes on hot streaks. He is the perfect bottom of the order bat. And by the way, he maybe plays the best center field defense in baseball in a big center field. So and loves to look at Jake in the crowd. Loves to look at Kenobio in the crowd. Loves to look at people in the crowd. 
He likes it. He's about it. He's about the Yankee life. Yes, he is. Reports last year that dudes don't like playing for the Yankees. Get out of here. Yes. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we give out the next award every episode. You Yankee motherfucker. Yeah. um, It's tough. It's tough. I put on this shirt for a reason today, Jake. Mm. It says here, and Glaber had this for a while. It's called the Glaber Laws, right? You do your job, help your team, play my game. He would say that after every game. Yeah. And he would defend. Oh, how'd you feel about I got to do my job, help my team, play my game. That's what he would do. And he's not doing that. What do you have, one hit pop? The whole the whole series, that's not good. I love you, Glaber. I really do. I really do. But I need you to not only get it together, but also like let's not make outs on the bases. You know, today the one that he had this series. Right. It's it's it, it's kind of weird where you know just getting whether it's doubled off or I, I, I don't like that. I don't like outs on the bases. You know, it's a, it's already hard enough to get guys on bases. All right. So let's not get them out. So I'm going to need Glaber to pick it up, you know, get it the other way, you know, try to feel, you know, we put you, they put you back at second base. Pop. I'm going to need you to try to like get it together there and not, you know, Cano was really good. He made it look like he was very, very lazy, but Cano was not. He was very accurate. He was a hard worker. He was very good defensively. He would always get the ball over to first base all the time extremely good especially at fielding the ball if you want to be like that he never took a playoff if you really look at Cano he never really took a playoff defensively it looked like it but he didn't sometimes it feels like labor takes plays off and I, I don't really like that it's I I didn't realize what what Twitter warfare I was getting into when I I was like I I think you should bench Glaber and you know that I, I wonder sometimes, like, I, I read the comments. I'm like, am I, am I getting, like, hot takey? Am I, am I turning into Mad Dog? Like, I got into a fight with the Yankees manager this week, and now I'm <laughs> saying a player needs to be benched? Like, who am I? Um, at the same time, we saw Glaber had the same thing happen last series, right? Like, he, he started circling the bases. The ball got caught in right field. He gets thrown out for the double play. So... Your one hit this series gets nullified by bad base running. Mm. So if you're not doing that, and I, I, I guess where the overall frustration with some of the Yankee stuff that's going on, that again, today's not for that. Good homestand. Like, you, right. you survived and battled without judge. But, like, if you told me, you know, who, who was going to be the regular Yankee hitter that uh, was the most frustrating and struggling at the plate, I probably would have guessed Josh Donaldson before the season. If you asked me the Yankee that I would have the most bonehead running and defensive plays this year, I would have guessed Glaber. And I, I guess I don't know at this point. Maybe it's on me and I need to change my expectations. But at a certain point, you got to send some sort of message. And I, I, don't really know, I don't really know how you do that without doing that you know and I, I the replies were interesting and I get everyone's argument they're like dude we can't bench Glaber after the first inning like he's been our best hitter 
Well, again, I get to play the result here. He he doesn't do anything the rest of the game. Even in the, the eighth inning, he did not move the runners over. Uh, people were asking, should he bunt? Uh, yeah, Glaber can't bunt, and that's actually fine. Like, a lot of players can't right. bunt now. Uh, but Glaber has a beautiful inside-out swing that you got to hit the ball to right field or put a charge into it. He hits kind of a lazy pop, does nothing. That, you know, again, me playing the result, if he did get benched there, say there's another world where, you know, it's it's a Yankee game and people are going to ask him about that and maybe that's how you learn, maybe it's not. Maybe you lose him, maybe he goes into a shell. I don't know. Not in that clubhouse. Uh, but, you know, if IKF or Waldo's in there, would, would they have bunted and now you have second and third and how does that change the whole inning? Doesn't matter because Bader throws one in the gap and gets my pride, but I don't know, Joes. It's tough, man. It, he When he's locked in at the plate, he's one of the toughest at-bats in baseball. I truly believe that. Like, right. for someone to get a hit when he's locked in, he covers the plate, he controls the zone, he's got power, he can... If you beat him, he can beat you. But when he does stuff like this, man, and it just feels like there's no accountability sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I don't want to call it comfortable, but I'll just say, like, I remember yes. when, when, when he came up before, his approach would visibly change with two strikes. He would remove, he would get rid of leg kicks. He would just straight up go bat to ball. I'm trying to hit the ball the other way. I love that so much. I think you're seeing Glaber at his best when he's going opposite field the other way. I mean, you could say that about so many other hitters, right? But I think with Glaber, if you could be able to put that, if he puts the bat on the ball going the other way, I think that locks him in everywhere, you know, where he's not worrying about different things, you know? So need that for Glaber, man. Yeah. yeah, and I, this, this one of the replies did get to me, and they were like, they, they were on, quote-unquote, on my side. Again, I, I think it's a discussion more than anything else, but they were like, you know, Tempe Reyes told Wander Franco, who's having a much better year, to sit out two games. Like, again, very different scenarios. We don't even know the whole Wander deal. It had to be pretty, pretty immature. And the Rays are in a much easier spot to tell a player to take a couple games off. But that's what's going on with them. Right. That, their four-war player halfway through the season, they told him don't even come to the office for a couple days. Like, I don't know. I got to admit, that's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. I like, like that. It just sends a message to not... Not only him, so it sends a message to three, three different, three different categories: to the player, to the team, to all of your minor leaguers. If I'm willing to do it to him, what does that mean? You know, I'm not saying that the Yankees don't do it behind closed doors, but sometimes, if you publicly embarrass the team, maybe you deserve to share in some of that public blame. Mm. I don't mm. know. But I'm not a manager. We're putting the MFers in our rear view. And it's a big dogs episode. We talked some dog food before with the farmer's dog. Now we're talking bird dogs. And I finally brought what I was saying to life. Bird dogs, they're as comfortable as it gets in the game. Uh, 
They make you look a little slim through the leg for that truly sculpted look. But what I've been saying, and I've been driving home, and I made honest this Friday, bird dogs have become my official travel clothes. Um, Because when you're traveling, you want to be as comfortable as possible. And that's what I was. It was a no-brainer. Uh, me and Joe's, we were streaming some jam gaming. I was, I was wearing them there, straight to the airport in my bird dogs, straight on the flight, straight to Nash Vegas, comfortable the whole time. I almost wore them on the way back, but I was, I had clean clothes, and I was like, Jake, you got to wear oh. your clean clothes. Like, come on, pop. Um, but bird dogs are that comfy. They have their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That's also nice. When you travel. And if you go to birddogs.com slash yanks, you'll get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. So go to birddogs.com slash yanks and you'll have comfortable legs and a comfortable drink. Click the link in the description. I'll probably I'll be wearing them next Friday as we fly out to NASCAR Chicago. So wear, wear them while you play Cuphead. Don't okay. we're not talking about Cuphead this episode. Um, <laughs> Joe's regular old awards and again the board is open you have the honor this Sunday uh, there's a couple couple guys that gotta be talked about that haven't been hit yet yes yes okay alright uh, regular old awards let's see if I remember how to do this so how Jimmy does it he just kind of pulls a name out of the air and then just makes up an award name around it right no, this year it's been a lot of. Themes. He's been coming up with themes. Sometimes you know, a baby theme could would be apropos, but mm. you kind of need the reason why you're given the award. Yes, attach that to something else that's not the player. I guess who I think it's going to, and then you tell you tell us. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Baby got delivered. The name of this award will be Special Delivery. Special Delivery Award. Yes. Okay. Special Delivery Award. Special Delivery. Special, I mean, I'm going to guess Billy McKinney? Mm. No. Okay. I'm going with DJ LeMayhew. All right, let's talk some DJ. Because I need him to deliver hits. And if they're on the menu, you got to deliver that. DJ LeMayhew. I need that. <laughs> DJ LeMayhew. I feel like a lot of this offense, we talked about it a couple of years ago. The offense becomes unlocked in a different way when DJ's going. When DJ is hitting the ball all over the place, he doesn't really pull it unless it's a home run. But when he's hitting the ball the other way, it's awesome. I talked with Kenobio the other day, and he said, you know what? The contract, when he first signed it, it wasn't bad because I feel like no matter what, he's one of those guys that could roll off the bed and hit forever. The injury kind of set him back. and We don't know what's going on now, but he shows some frustration, and I think that nobody wants to succeed more at his craft because he considers it a craft than DJ LeMayhew. So we need him to start delivering hits, not only for the team, but for himself as well. So I need DJ LeMayhew to be able to do that. 
His double today was beautiful. Inside out, uh, inside splitter that he drives to right center. And I, again, we haven't seen DJ with a ton of pop that I haven't seen the center fielder pursue that ball and have to look back to the wall. When that's when Tavares turned his head to see it come off the wall, that was one of the, that was one of the most stoked I've been for a little bit. Cause it's like, you know, we, we've been doing is DJ hurt again is, is DJ old? Like where are we at? Because, you know, we're still early midway through this contract that, you know, it, it would open hmm. up a lot of different, Yankee conversations that, at least for now, for another series, we don't have to have. Uh, and he also he smoked a double uh, in the first game to left field. So, yeah, man, DJ, DJ's got a hit. And he last year, he had a two-month stretch where he was getting on base at an over 400 clip and hitting. Like, we haven't been able to dream about that. We haven't been able to dream about Stanton. We haven't been able to dream about Volpe. And these are guys that coming into the year, if the Yankees wanted to be a special Yankees team, we were like, those guys had to almost be pillars. And yes. right now they're afterthoughts. Yeah. Even the one that he smoked today, that was an out. He smoked that ball, you know? And I like seeing that. Loud outs from DJ where he's hitting the ball the other way. Um, like I said, man, the offense becomes something different when he can do that because I – I feel, and Bowers is doing a great job at the leadoff spot. Bowers sees a lot of pitches, and I think that's good for the guys after him. But I think that it I almost feel like Boone, ideally, if he's going 100% all the time, that he would love to put DJ back up in that leadoff spot. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully this is a good thing. You know, this is... A sign of good things to come. Some people want to wait and see more. I'd rather take some positive because this is a positive series. We won. I uh, I hope we we have Oakland coming up. Let's wake trap, up. Traps. No, 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 no. Let's wake up DJ. Let's wake up Stanton. Yes. Like let's let's use that. Um. Interested to see the next steps because, yeah, I uh, if everything clicked and everything's right, which Volpe, you can't even. Uh, yeah, DJ before Judge used to be like, don't mess with the Yankees. Right. It's like, okay, single, guy chasing the home run record. Let's see what you got. First <laughs> inning, instant pressure. Let's, let's, it'd be really cool to get back there. We're not yes. there yet. I, uh, in homage to my friend Jimmy, um, I'm going to give out one of the more famous Talking Yanks awards. I'm going to give out the Stepping Stone Award. Stepping Stone. The Stepping Stone Award. Stepping Stone can be... Okay. Before you get to the goal, this is now another step in which you're taking to get there. He did kind of mention that you wanted to talk about somebody later on. Luis Severino. Joe's, it is Luis Severino. And give Jimmy and give baby Claire and Joe's the point on that. And baby I, James. Baby James. Oh, first. baby James is out, dude. No He's old way. news. No. What? Old news, yeah. 
They're already having some O'Brien like succession stuff. Now, now Claire wants to fire me. So so Jimmy's getting Joe's points. Getting the points. It's a it's a Nick a Steve Kerr situation. All, all of them, yes. Luis Severino, man. Six inning shutout. We needed this. We need this and we need him. And I've been I've been a Sevy defender, man. I you know, the injury. Same. The, the injuries sent Jim to a fair but dark place with Seve. Like, how we can't rely on him. And that's kind of true, right? Like, I go back to the last couple years of playoffs, and you can't rely on Luis Severino being there. Mm. Um, my argument was always when Luis Severino is pitching for the Yankees, he's been good. Career th- uh, career three four nine ERA last year nineteen starts a three one eight and he was still kind of coming back. It felt like we can get last year out of Sevy and it can be a good thing if he pitches the rest of the year and he's good. His last few starts were ugly, man, and I I hadn't really seen that bad Sevy since what was it the second half of twenty eighteen when he like and part of that been, is we we haven't seen him at all some years right but um. But seeing him be, be bad like he was the three starts before this. To see the Mets start before this where he tapped more into his fastball and to think about how as fans we do get lost in the big picture that Clark Schmidt, when he was struggling, that has clearly led to better things now. Severino works on his fastball last start. Navigates a really good Texas Rangers lineup this start. Give me that good Sevy because if the Yankees want to be... If we want to dream ever again, you know, we need three out of four out of Cole, Rodon, Seve, and Nestor. And mm-hmm. a lot of that's three of them have been out of the picture. Right. That it's a good stepping stone for Seve. Severino is a big cog. You already know. From, from the video I talked to you earlier, you know, the beginning of the year, Severino is a big part of this. And it's a big year for him, too. Right. Big year for him, too. He wants to do well. He wants to be out there. He wants a contract. That's good. Um, and I think that I think that Severino takes advantage of that. He needs to take advantage of that. And I can see from here going forward, this is kind of like his spring training, like you said earlier. Before that, we don't look at it because these games mean something. But maybe now from, from here going forward, he's been working on stuff. Hopefully from here on out, he's that Severino that we want and remember and the reason why we gave him the contract. His uh, next start against St. Louis, that'll be an interesting series. Mm. Mm. Sevy, man. Yeah, I, uh, I want to believe. I want to believe. And uh, yeah, dude, you, we don't talk about this enough as baseball fans. Like, If Sevy goes the rest of the year and he does what he did last year, 19 starts, a 3-1 ERA. Sevy's looking at a three, four-year deal, 20, 25 million a year. If Sevy gets banged up or pitches bad, you're looking at like a one-year, which, again, it, right. it'll be big money and nice, but, you know, that's... <laughs> it's a it's big not difference. What, it's not what he would... It's not what, what he aspires for. It's no. not what he wants. So, Joe's right. your final award. Final award. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Put some respect on my name. 
Mm. Put some respect on my name. How are you spelling respect? Are you putting a T on there? Or does it end like E-C-K? Yes. Okay. I, I've got it down to two. There's one guy that deserves a lot of respect. One guy that now deserves a lot of respect. I'm going to double up. I'll go Billy McKinney again. It is Billy McKinney. Okay. I thought you might stand in me, but... I was, I, I was like, man, he's on Billy McKinney. I think I should get away. But I didn't want to get away from giving this guy his respect. 950 OPS on the year, 302 batting average, four homers, and when he hits them, they go. Yeah, 432 on this on the homer that won the game. 423, excuse me. Yes. Then he gets pinch hit for? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't. He must have, like, the next day, you know, he looked at Booney and kind of smiled, like, don't do that again. Okay? <laughs> and you know what? I think Boone said, you know what? You're right. I think he looked at him and he said, you're right. I won't ever do that again. Lefty, righty, ambidextrous. Doesn't matter. You're hot right now, Pop. You're going to stay in there. Billy McKinney. You're the guy. I like you. The smallest of sample sizes, so please don't overread into this, but Billy McKinney. You got you to gotta write out the small sample oh, size. Oh, for I'm, it I'm, going, I'm going even smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy McKinney, three for five against lefties this year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's uh, he has earned his playing time, and that's something we've talked about a lot, that, like, sometimes the Yankees can be tricky about that, He's earned every ounce of his playing time. Oakland A's, revenge series for him. He was there uh, last year. For him to have a very good series. Well, let, let me rephrase something real quick. Unless it's a one-footed judge coming off the bench, nobody should be pinch hitting for this guy. Okay. Please. But yes, revenge series, we believe in that. So homecoming for him, I think, uh, let him rake. So I'm with that. Billy McKinney, Billy the Kid. Break him out of jail. He's playing with that journeyman dog that it's hard to, it's hard to dislike. I, I haven't seen anyone that ha hasn't liked what Billy McKinney's doing. Um, great award, I Joes. I don't know. Good one. Like that. I am going to give out the Stepping Stone Award. Don't, don't, you double enough to step in stoned? There's a, there's a new baby in our family, Joes. I'm paying homage. Stepping stoned? Know how hard it was to not put a masturbator joke in that third burn, but it's baby Claire's first episode? I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to fire you. You're not wrong. Stepping stoned. Okay. Now, this one might have a different meaning than the other one. Stepping stoned. Hmm. I'm going to go with Ronnie Maranazio. Ooh, you're, you're all around it. You're all around oh. it. It's going to my king, my king. Um, Damn. I was, those are the two I was thinking about. Because I don't know if it's a stepping stone. Uh, I don't. Uh, and Kingers, 
Last little bit of game log. You know, it's a tough butter knife. Only coming into today, only one of his last six appearances had been clean. A 9.82 ERA. He gives up the homer to Adolis. First pitch, and I think it was... It was just an extra innings, first pitch, get me over, and he, he yeah. got rocked. Kinger came out today. Sometimes I get too lost in his velo, uh, just because, you know, last year when he, when he cooked, like he was high to mid-90s, he doesn't need that to be good. You know, he can throw a 93 with some run that's a very impressive fastball for what it is. He had two pitches that I loved. Today, one first batter, Yankees in a big series, big game that the fan base needs to win to feel anything. Yes, three two pitch to Marcus Simeon, one of the best players in the American League. In his first changeup, he throws three two <laughs> down and into a righty. Gross. Ross was like, whoa. <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah, Flaherty goes, I did not expect that. <laughs> um, nasty video game pitch, and it was executed perfectly. That was the first one. Uh, the second one that, uh, <laughs> by the way, the umpire at the end of this game got a little kooky both ways. He wanted to go home. <laughs> He was hot. He was having a bad, he was having a weird time. I don't know what that was. Um, the other pitch that Flaherty noted, uh, he grooved an inside four seam fastball to Seeger that was just an awesome pitch. It wasn't the Mike Sing, Mike King sinker with run. It was a dot on a line under your hands. It was a beautiful pitch, and he dialed it up. It says 95. I thought it popped up 96 on the broadcast, but that showed me that he had that little bit of juice. Uh, and I I think, you know, they've said Mike King's been tinkering and stuff. We've seen every reliever since the dawn of time go through tough stretches. We've seen Mariano. We've seen Chapman. We've seen Batances. Mike King is due, like every other pitcher, for bad stretches Right. I think maybe that Adolis Homer might have been like his shakeup. Like what? That like, was his Giancarlo. Somebody got walked. Yes. In front of him. Yes. He's like, okay. Not. Not. We're not doing this anymore. That I'm. I'm being a little aggressive with a stepping stone. That's why it's a stepping stone award. Yes. I like that. I like that. Mike King. I would. Those. It was him and Marinaccio because Marinaccio was like walking a tightrope all series. <laughs> he kind of had a sneaky good series, kind of. Does, but man. Um, but yeah, Mike King would be awesome. Noah. Oh God. Oh no. 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 Does Noah know the the John baby news? Oh yeah, Noah. Um, Jimmy's baby was born. A baby girl. Yeah. I think he's happy. <laughs> he's a little hype. Yeah, he was a little. Yeah, hype. a little hype. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's. Yes. Who else do we need to hit on? I. I don't even think we do the whole Donaldson thing because we kind of have, and that's, that's not have. the spirit of this. No. Um, we're both hoping Stanton wakes up. Bowers was kind of Bowers. The stats aren't great, but the at-bats felt fine. Um, Rizzo has by far the best offensive numbers. Yeah. In, in yes, he does. Got to show him some over. love, too. 
He's okay. locking in more. So he's he's kind of he got that ball off himself yesterday. Yeah, he likes I've never getting seen a ball hit. hit like that. He's he's got that kind of crazy look in his eye, Rizzo. He's been showing more frustration recently. Him, DJ Stanton have been kind of the the angry boys. Um, he got hit on a foul ball on his leg. Got up and said, "You know what? Let me figure it out." My probably my last thing that was a huge play that I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Jose Trevino with the back pick today. Oh, while, that was nice. While Cole was struggling, Cole, you know what? Probably the bottom three stuff Garrett Cole will have in a start this year. Uh, for Trevino to save him a couple pitches like that as he's laboring through one of the first hot games of the season. Massive out, and, you know, it's it's why we use those guys behind the dish. In a start where it felt like everything was going against Cole, pitch clock violation, oh. you know, like weird things happen, and Cole's like, what's going on? And he comes out and he picks him. I think that's that's how you become a best friend. <laughs> that's how you become Thanks. buddies. That's why that's his guy. Steaks. Steaks tonight. Hopefully a lot of steaks next week. Steaks. Oh. I enjoy them. At Oakland, at St. Louis, Joe's McFly, Pinstripe Strong, Jam Gaming, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, thank you for filling in. We're going we're gonna to figure out. Yeah, that's right. Ball and play. Mm-hmm. Is going live. Did it just go live? It's, it's been live for, we're 15 minutes into the premiere. We're about to cross 1,500 people in the live chat. Woo! Warehouse Games. Warehouse Games, there's a link in here. It's the pin chat in this live stream. Links you, and bios everywhere. You guys will probably be seeing some more Joes. We might have a couple <laughs> other guest hosts. Um, and we'll we'll get the update on Jimbo. He still wants to do some of the Boone interviews. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, Joes McFly, thank you very much thanks for having me appreciate all of you guys and uh go yanks go yanks tell them yanks jimmy's grandma go yankees tell them you really came out with a porpoise this episode joe's I hope you didn't stay alive for that.